All right, Spiked Up, episode 14. We've done 14 episodes of Spiked Up now. This is, uh, this is great and um, uh, something we started in, uh, you know, kind of when, when things kind of changed and it's been uh, fun for Darren and I and, and uh, it's nice now to have our manager, uh, head coach of Atlanta United, Frank DeBoer uh, is our guest. Frank, I, I uh, haven't seen you since Mexico City, so. No, it's a long time. You lost weight, no? <laughs> People say that. I think it's like the Zoom call. I don't think I have. <laughs> We've only got to Zoom right now. <laughs> People kind of say I lost weight on the Zoom calls, but I don't think I really have. So, uh, but thank you. That makes means a lot to me. And uh, But no, how, how have you been? It, I miss you. And uh, yeah. I know you're back at the training ground and we're limited to how many people we have there, but how, how's life? Well, uh, well, first of all, I miss you also, Matt, that's for sure. And second one, of course, uh, you know, uh, to be here back again on the training ground is fantastic. Uh, before that, it was, I think, for everybody, you know, a very difficult period, you know, with the corona and the quarantine that we everybody has to do. I had also some personal issues, so I went back to Holland for, for that. And my mother-in-law passed away at that time, and uh, my father had an accident. So it was a quite a heavy time, uh, including the corona, of course. But, uh, well, everything is settled right now. I'm back here and uh, yeah, full of energy to, uh, to go to Orlando and hopefully to have a, a, go, a good tournament. Frank, yeah, good to uh, good that we got you back and everything's okay. What are you thinking on Orlando? Just give me your thoughts on the tournament, the format. Are you looking forward to it? Oh, the, the format is is really nice, of course. You know, to play like a, a tournament, like a World Cup tournament format. Uh, what me a little bit worries about is, of course, that of course we already have a quite good period of uh, you know consistently training, but a lot of teams are still, you know, just just started. And you don't want to have uh, yeah, uh, a lot of injuries. And that can happen, I think. You saw already in, in Germany that a lot of uh, soft tissue uh, muscles were injuries uh, there were. And But, yeah, hopefully everybody comes uh, well out of it. And uh, I'm really looking forward because everybody, you know, wants to play competition games. And if it's in a tournament or in a, just in the league. But... Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I personally looking for, uh, really forward to, to these games. I think it's good the way that they also count as league matches in the group stages. So they have that extra meaning before you get into the, the knockout stages. Yes, that's important. So every game is, is very important. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we can be prepared and uh, looking right now looking good you know what I saw on training speeds and how's it been uh, in training has anyone sort of caught your eye has anyone come back you feel like looking good or surprised you at all no we have John Gallagher of course back from uh, Aberdeen and I think he's doing performing really well and uh, he knows uh, yeah this is a chance for me and uh, he's performing really well I think Manuel Castro uh, you know He's now really involved, you know, from, from the start and uh, he's doing really well. And uh, yeah, so I think everybody uh, is really looking good. Hey, Frank, uh, yeah, first of all, sorry to hear about your, your family issues. Um, yeah. um, 
Yeah, really sorry about that. But uh, no any during quarantine, we, we kind of, you know, Darren and I, you, your kids are a lot older than ours, uh, me and Darren. So we always ask our guests kind of what you did during quarantine. Did you find any new, like, you know, TV shows on Netflix or? Um, well, of course, a lot of Netflix, that's for sure. <laughs> I had a, a really a lot of Netflix. I had uh, Marcella. I think Marcella, no. Did you check out Tiger King? Uh, yes, the whole Tiger King, yes, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your thoughts on Tiger King, uh, Frank? Yeah, I'd love to hear it. That it can happen, you know. That <laughs> I think that can only happen in the U.S. I think. <laughs> Unbelievable. Was, yeah, well, me and my wife, every day we were, you know, like, like three episodes uh, a day, so... Uh, <laughs> I yeah, think I think I watched it one day. We saw everything. Yeah, I could, I couldn't, I could not stop it because it was that insane, and it was yeah. like, like you said, it's, it's not real life. Like, I mean, that, no. that cannot happen. No, no, <laughs> uh, we, we really enjoyed it. And of course, we follow still the story. You know that he's in prison still, and he had Corona or something like that. And, uh, yeah, and Carol Baskin's got his yeah. uh, state. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw, I saw it. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, are you not, not watching it? He's not going to be happy. Happy. Orlando. First two, 24 hours in Orlando when we're <laughs> waiting for our test results to come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great that you watched that, Frank. That's awesome. Any, what, what, what other shows? Uh, yeah, Marcella, you know, uh, I saw. That's, uh, I think, an English uh, series. I think also uh, the guy from The Office, you know, The Office of England. So what's the one? Uh, uh, Afterlife. Afterlife. Afterlife was it's the second, fantastic. second season. It's fantastic. I, fantastic. Uh, and uh, I will, I'll give a, um, our guest last week, Tony Annan, sent me uh, a YouTube clip and, and go after this podcast, go look it up. Uh, it's the outtakes where they like mess up. And okay. It's the funniest YouTube video you'll ever watch. Well, and I saw also a lot of, uh, you know, documentaries, you know, about, uh, you know, the uh, the racial things, you know, what what's yeah. happening. So that I also like two or three uh, I saw. So uh, no, it was uh, well, you know, uh, you have to do something, and uh, <laughs> that was. And you know, we are the yeah, our family really loves you know playing games, you know, or it's cards or board games or something like that. So. Uh, What's your go-to on that, Frank? What, what's I have my daughters around, so you know. Then it's uh, yeah, we we manage through it. Do you go like euchre? Do you go you know, bridge? You go poker? You go? Uh, no, no poker. You know, uh, it's more yeah, different games. Uh, we call it. I, I think they call it here. I think twenty-two or something like that. Remember, I, I saw some staff members doing it, and we call it twenty-one. It's a little bit the same uh, game. And uh, yeah, a lot of other games, but uh, it's really nice. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I, uh, I bought the shuffleboard, you know, the shuffleboard with the. Yes. Yeah? Yes. I bought one here. Yeah, in my apartment here. Oh, nice. That's a great bar game. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, um, my, my, my kids were having to do homeschool and they weren't doing math very well. So I went and bought a bunch of dice and kind of taught them how to play craps. So we could uh, teach him math. So that's that's what I did. But I'm, I'm with you. I love the shuffleboard. Okay. That's my excuse. I've been saying that we've got to teach the twins darts. 
So I sold it to Faith and it's brilliant for your maths. I need uh, <laughs> my battery. Sorry, I need my battery. My battery is almost empty. <laughs> yeah, what? Erwin, come on, Erwin, sort it out. Okay. Yeah. Get in there. So you taught your kids darts, Darren? Yeah, so I sold it to Faith because uh, in darts you have to get down to doubles to get out. So <laughs> okay, yeah. it's a great maths. It's good for your uh, math skills to know, you know, if you're on, I don't know, 78, it's just go boom, treble 20, double nine, boom, yeah. you're away. So. Yeah, well, we know which one is the best, eh? which country is the best. Eh? <laughs> uh, nah. No, it's very English, but that's right now. One of the best things I've ever seen live was a dart tournament. Um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm in the broadcast biz and, and we, we, we hire the broadcasters and everything, but there's no one better than that guy. Yeah. He hit the, you know, the- 180. Yeah, 180. I, that guy is, he's, he's electric and I love him so much. And I wish darts was more prominent in the US. Every time he, when he's going on the stage, he had like four bottles of whiskey or something like that. <laughs> But I mean, we slightly digress, but you're right. As an entertainment, it's brilliant. And they have all the football chants. But what yeah. I loved about it, I remember getting in an impassioned argument in a pub in England that, that uh, Phil, the power tailor, was one of the best athletes of all time. Yeah. And, you know, he got into a big shout man. But one of the best things, he's a superstar and he can rest his pipe on his yeah. belly while he's playing. <laughs> and I love when the guys I, mean, I do this is this is why I do love this podcast because we've gone completely sideways but um the best is like so you can get out in nine times and it doesn't happen very often yeah no, no perfect game but when it does it, it the place like it you yeah. can never get that atmosphere anywhere it's in the world it's nice well it's a great nicknames as well the crafty cockney Eric Bristow <laughs> Yeah. Oh, there's been some legends over the time. <laughs> I go down, I, tell, I say this on this podcast sometimes. I go down a YouTube rabbit hole on like sports moments, and it's great because they'll show like you know Maradona, you know scoring yeah. a, a goal. Oh, that one, that documentary also I saw. Yeah. Maradona. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's Frank yeah. in the World Cup, and then the next clip is some guy who's 300 pounds throwing a yeah. nine <laughs> darts okay. in a perfect game. <laughs> no, but Frank, no, um, why don't you, uh, you know, Darren, I'll, I'll, I'll let you kind of ask some more questions on, um, uh, you know, Orlando, but just, you know, you're, you would love to get some more thoughts on, you know, how the team's prepared. Um, how we're yeah, well, look, let me try and bring it back after half. Yeah, all right. The darts. I mean, John Gallagher, it's interesting because, you know, Aberdeen's our partner club that we've got in Scotland. And I think I'll let you talk, but, you know, we sent in there on loan just because it gave him a chance to play some matches. You obviously played in the Scottish Premier League, but it's pretty good for a kid of his age to have 33 games in Scotland. And you, you feel like you've seen the benefit of that, Frank? Yeah, well, you know, that age, is, uh, Darren, it's so important to play regular games. That's why, you know, it's important that we're going to, if youngsters don't play over Atlanta United, they have to play games in, in the US, uh, USL teams. And uh, that's why it was good for him, you know, to play on the highest yeah, level competition in, in Scotland, play already what you said, like 31 games. Uh, well, you know, it's so uh, benefit for, 
for your development as a player. So, and you see, he's looking much more confident and uh, he's strong. And uh, yeah, I think uh, he came really strong back uh, from everything. That's for sure. And that's how you wanted, of course. You know that uh, you, you can stall one player there. Hopefully, he can do exactly what uh, John Gallagher did because not it's always that you okay. I'm I'm going to loan a player. And then he's gonna play like 31 games, you know. That's the ideal situation, and uh, that's always you want. Because, but I've experienced a lot of times that we loan players, and they then only they play 10 games, you know. Yeah, what's the use then, you know? And uh, but this is a perfect example how it should uh, should go. That's good. And how um, actually, Miles Robinson's a bit of a darts player. We found yeah. that out when we did a town hall. He's yeah. he's got a sort of dartboard at his apartment, so I've got a challenge match for him. I need to get okay. practice in. How's he been though? Obviously, he had a knock in at the start of the season. Yeah, and yeah, he's totally back. He's really looking fit again. And uh, yeah, oh sorry, one second. Yeah, he's he's really looking good. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy he's totally back. And uh, yeah, there is no limitation right now. Uh, towards uh, the coming games. And just uh, as a centre-half yourself, what's your thoughts on Miles as a player? You know, you've known well, him. I think he already improved uh, really a lot because, uh, yeah, uh, I think his main strength, you know, is, is defending and uh, his speed, of course. He's at a lesson, you know, he's a very athletic player. And... But right now, also, you saw the last half year of the last season, last year, that also on the on the ball, he's get more confident, confident, and playing, you know, with the right pace. Also playing really forward when he can, and uh, that makes him right now a really complete player. Because normally, if you only can defend, you know, uh, opponents just let him free, and then okay, let Miles build up. But he's doing really, really good right now. So. Uh, that gives us an, uh, another advantage, you know, to uh, to have not only, like for example, uh, Gonzalo Perez of uh, Perez, yes, uh, last season, that yeah, he was already already good in in build up, but now we have like uh, Miles also who can do it. So uh, I think he made a lot of progress uh, in that. So for me, uh, yeah, he was fantastic last season, and of course rewarded in the. Uh, to be in the, in the all-star team, you know, and uh, so for me, uh, yeah, hopefully he can continue his development and even be better. So, um, talking of going down YouTube rabbit holes, I was uh, looking at a few goals uh, from your past, Frank, and yeah. one that made me think, so July 4th coming up here, obviously Independence Day, um, and you in 19, I think it was 98, in the World Cup when you were playing against Argentina, yeah. famous Burkham goal. Yeah. But what made me laugh is I was reading a review of that goal and they were talking about the whole sort of um, rigmarole around it and what a sort of, you know, for Burkham that was a defining yeah. moment. And it talked about the speculative pass from yeah. Frank DeVore. So I just wanted you to comment. Yeah, was that just you lumping it forward and hoping it would get there? or no, was I, it always, I always say, you know, Go back, uh, you know, because you can see season like season 93, I think, with uh, from Ajax on YouTube, you know, then you see like yeah. the majority of all games. 
And then you see already a lot of those passes, you know, towards Bergkamp. And of course, in '93 he, le uh, he left to Inter with uh, Wim Jong at that moment. But uh, I had always a great connection with him, and I gave so many passes, you know, uh, towards him, you know, exactly uh, like this, or maybe a little bit smaller distance, you know. But of course, this was a quite big distance. But it's it was not, you know. Uh, of course, at the end, you have to have a little bit of luck, you know, but uh, it's like a, a good dart player, what you said. <laughs> Probably he will, from the 20 times, he will hit like uh, 18 times or say or 10 times double three, uh, double 20 or triple 20. And it's the same for me. When I aim there, Probably I will have more percentage wise than an, yeah, than a regular player, you know, to that the ball will come at that, that spot. And I did it a lot of times, you know, during uh, the normal league. And also when he left, I did it with Yari Liedman and a lot of times, you know, and also with uh, Patrick Kluivert. So uh, definitely not luck, that's for sure. <laughs> I figured. Frank, I went down another rabbit hole, a different rabbit hole on YouTube yeah. uh, with you. Uh, you had you had retired, uh, yeah. and you were in a charity game. Yeah, you remember that? It looked like you no. um, you were the most serious player out there, and you like just dominated. We'll get Mikey to put this over on the. Well, you, did I score two goals? You mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. I I scored one, two of my may, maybe most memorable goals ever. You know? What was that tournament then? What was it? No, it was not tournament. It was a friendly game, and it's uh, like a, was a game, and, and and he's the only like, one like really. I received one in the corner, and I made like a, a trick. And in one time, it was from my left feet, and <laughs> I put it from the side in the top corner. It was an unbelievable goal, and then a free kick. You know, was so. In the top corner, so yeah, it was, uh, it was amazing. Yeah. But Matt, I was always uh, like that, you know. Still, I am, you know. If I know. I'm, I I'm watch you serious when I'm playing games or competition, uh, I want to win and uh, play it seriously because well, it's one of the few things in the in Orlando we're allowed to have staff games. So part okay. of the deal is that Frank's on my team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm bummed. We we had the charity tournament, but it got canceled because of weather. Okay. Add Frank on there, uh, and you, Darren. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. I was. I'm the manager of that team, so I was. Yeah. I was really excited because yeah. after watching that charity YouTube video, I was really excited. <laughs> I thought I was going to get out of Frank. So Frank, talk us through. Just, I mean, you play with so many great players. Who would you say best player that has been your teammate, and then best player you played against in your whole career? Well, I think, or oh, best teammate, I think one of my best teammates because I, I Your brother? <laughs> no, well, my brother was really was a really good player, that, that's for sure. He was two times voted best player of Holland. And he was he was really making a difference in our, you know, team with, uh, with Ajax. But uh, if I have to mention one, I think, I think Rivaldo, you know, the Brazilian Rivaldo, when I played with Barcelona, I think he had unbelievable quality he had speed he had a fantastic left feet he could also uh, make goals with his head you know i think yeah, he was one of the best players i, I played with you know uh, so and i think you know and i call always the real ronaldo uh the the brazilian ronaldo who plays for uh, inter and psv and real madrid of course 
uh, I played against him also in the World Cup, and I think yeah, he was, when he was at his best, yeah, he was yeah quite hard to defend, you know, because he had speed. Also, because that makes a difference, uh, you know, the best players normally like Messi and also Cristiano Ronaldo and Ronaldo and the other Ronaldo, they do all everything on the highest pace with quality. And normally that normally doesn't combine with players because or you are slow, but you're smart thinking like me <laughs> or you are uh, fast and you don't uh, you don't have to think and those players have all uh, those aspects, you know, and that makes them so, yeah, so special. Hey, Frank, being the, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm a day away from 40. Uh, yeah. I've, I've never played professionally. Before I was here. Oh. Yeah. I've never played professionally. I'm, uh, the only time I do play is a staff game, and then sometimes I just manage the staff games. I, I'd love to hear, I mean, I, I'm envious of kind of what, you know, Darren, you got to play professionally, but but Frank playing in, you know, World Cups, like that's got to be just a memory that you've got to think about a lot. And I've also wondered, um, I meant to ask this to Howard Webb when we had him on, um, do you, do you, like the night before a World Cup game, like, do you, do you even sleep or are you just so amped up? Well, I was, a, you know, every player is different, of course, and I remember that I always went to bed quite early and then after yeah, 10 minutes I fell asleep but probably around four five o'clock in the evening I'm just starting to turn you know a little bit uh, maybe five minutes to sleep 10 minutes awake all those kind of things and you're already playing that game and uh, so I was always a player who really, uh, yeah, was the night before that I didn't really had like a, a comfortable sleep, but not, that's why I started really early, like uh, 10 o'clock, for example, that I had at least like six hours or something uh, like that. But, uh, but I can, and that's, you know, every player is different. For example, I, every training I wanted to do you know, uh, I gave 100%. And every ball that I played bad, I was angry at myself. But other players, you know, don't care, you know. And that's another culture. And I think if they miss a chance, for example, like Petra Kluivert, if he misses a chance, okay, maybe the next time, you know. And that's also a quality, you know. And, and don't get angry to yourself. And that's maybe also they just sleep, you know, the whole night through and uh, don't care to see what's happening uh, tomorrow. And I'm already, you know, thinking, Im imagination, Imagine how uh, my opponents will be and uh, what I can expect. And yeah, every every player, you know, has his uh, own preparation. It's, 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 that's cool to hear. Um, it's funny you said, I mean, that's how I think with digital and broadcast. And even so coaching even, it's coaching <laughs> even worse. <laughs> That's how I am. I, I sleep like 10 minutes and then I'm up for two hours thinking about what we're going to do. You have to think about trainings also. As a player, you really, when you have a bad night, normally what you said is, is the day before an important yeah. match. But as a coach, you know, you have to think every day about uh, the play. What I, whatever we're going to do now, this player, I have to uh, pull on his shirt to, to come to me to talk about something. So it's much more difficult uh, like, a, like a coach. 
How, um, how did you and Darren meet? I, I'd love to hear that story, I think. Um, well, my first meeting was in, uh, I think, in Brussels, I think. Or not, Darren? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, did you add more hair there? Or? A little bit more, yeah. <laughs> I less, but uh, I'm not more. Yeah. I was a bit younger, younger even than Matt. I haven't even reached the, the 4 0. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we Pochettino, so. Yeah. Yeah. But Frank and I sort of knew each other from my Spurs days. And then, yeah. um, obviously, when we had the, the situation, you know, Tapper got the job with Mexico. Um, you know, Frank was someone that, that I wanted to speak with. And we actually met that time in London. and. Carlos, yeah. myself, and you know, a great number of chats, and you know, I think for us, it, you know, I, I spoke about this. I think with with all sort of um, coaching hires, and this one in particular, I think it was the right move for us and the right move for you, Frank. I mean, not to yeah. put words into your mouth, but I think you know, it was. I hope it's been vindicated, you know, in your mind that you know we were a club that was set up for success, but was set up as well to to support you and uh oh, i think that for me that was the most important thing of course you want to have success but i think you know to to, to work in a, in a very uh, good environment was for me maybe more important and uh, from day one i had the feeling that you know i could work in a, in a very good environment with short lines uh, not like uh, people every time uh, you know trying to step you uh, in the back and uh, so that was for me uh, maybe the decisive uh, uh, point that I uh, moved to here, and uh, I'm still uh, didn't regret one second of it. I was gonna tell my story, uh, you know, Frank. I'm the I'm the digital uh, creative guru, and it was fun when uh, Darren kind of brought me into a room with you. It was me, yeah. you, Elena. He's our director of conference. <laughs> in a hotel room in Philadelphia during the league meetings. And I, I told you everything we wanted to do. Hey, Frank, I want to mic you up. Yeah. Hey, I want to, you know, get in the locker room. I want to do this. I want to be on the field during practice. I want to do this. And you just stared through me. And I was like, uh-oh. But then you were like, yeah, no, that sounds all good. Are we good? I'm going to go get that. <laughs> <laughs> so I course. appreciate you for everything you've done for us. You've been uh, – You've been very accommodable uh, for for us and 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 for our team. So, uh, Frank, you know, Matt wears you down, so he got you in the end to do the dad jokes, which is uh, yeah. one of my favourite moments. Like when you told that flamingo joke, <laughs> 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 that is, you are the toughest person ever to do dad jokes. <laughs> you're a robot. It's impossible. The great the great thing about Frank is like. I was like, oh, I need to get Frank's approval on this video. And his staff is like, no, he's working out. Just go talk to him. And I'm like, no, I can't do that. They're like, he's fine. So I literally take my laptop into the weight room, the workout room, while he's on a treadmill, just going. I mean, Frank's a very athletic person. He's, he's going like nine miles an hour on the treadmill. And, and as I'm showing him the video on the laptop while he's working out, and he's like, yeah, that's fine. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, Frank, we appreciate it. Hey, one last thing we like to do. We'll, we'll let you go. I know you got to get ready for Orlando, but 
one thing we like to ask, and I think I, I would I would be remiss if I didn't ask you. Um, we you've been in a lot of environments, um, a lot of different stadiums, played in you know, like you said, you played in Barcelona, Ajax, World Cups, uh, Euro Cups. I mean, you, you've you've done a lot. We like to kind of ask the the final question is. What's your favorite stadium, favorite environment that you've played in and worst stadium you've ever played in? Well, worst stadiums, you know, you had like in the beginning when I started to like my professional contract, you know, with Ajax, you have like those really bad stadiums that the locker rooms, you know, like very small and like a big uh, stone pole in the middle, you know, though, and with showers, they are, you know, the, it's just more leaking than there is coming water out, you know, and yeah, that's our horrible. And but that you had in every uh, country yeah, at that, that moment. Right now, almost every yeah stadium is quite well organized and have good facilities. For me, you know, the the ambience. Uh, I played the old firm, of course, and. In Scotland, Glasgow against uh, Glasgow Rangers against uh, Celtic. Well, that's one of the I think the most intense. Of course, I played the the Classico, or Classico in Holland. You know, that's fine. What Ajax would normally be great, but uh, I think the Old Firm is still a little bit more tense. And also because all the the fans are still, you know, are supporting, are singing, and everything. So I think maybe the old firm, but I have to admit, you know, uh, and not because I'm now uh, the coach of Atlanta United, but for me, the the atmosphere in, in this stadium, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, is, is really amazing. Uh, of course, I heard from it, but I think it's getting every every day, every game, it's getting better and better and more people get, are getting more involved with it and more addicted to it. And uh, so... Yeah, for me, it's fantastic, you know, and also for the players, of course, to play in an environment uh, like this and to come back then for your first question, you know, from the three that you asked is, which was, what is the best stadium you ever played in? But for me right now, and I always say, okay, maybe the disadvantage is the artificial pitch that we have, you know, that we play on turf. But for the rest, I think this is by far the most beautiful stadium that I ever played in and... Uh, yeah, as a coach then, but also uh, when I, I played in, of course, beautiful stadiums that you already mentioned, Matt, but I think this stadium is by, by far the most beautiful. And, and again, and not because I think, because you know me, I will be honest always. And it, when it's not the best stadium, I, I will also say it. And that's why I also say, okay, I, the ideal situation should be grass also. But for me uh, right now, this is the best stadium in, in the world with everything everything around it and also the ambience in, in the stadium. Yeah, Frank, it's crazy. I mean, firstly, we're looking for the, the World Cup. We've got meetings coming up, so they're going to start the selection now for the yeah. 10 cities that we'll host in North America. But obviously, it'd be just amazing, wouldn't it, if in 2026 we can get the World Cup. Well, uh, I think uh, they don't have to think about it. It's just, OK, who's going to be the next uh, 10 and uh, 9? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's easy, yeah. 
That's what we're hoping. <laughs> but then the other thing that's cool, I mean, our fans are amazing. And I don't know if you saw driving in today to the training ground. Yeah, well, uh, for, for all already two days ago, they, they put some flags on. It was really nice that they support us still. They are thinking of us and try to uh, give us support to when we go to Orlando. So uh, yeah, it was really nice to see. I would still want to thank the, the fans for that. Well, it's good stuff, Frank. And, and normally we don't let, uh, when we ask that question, I should have prefaced it, you're not allowed to say Mercedes-Benz Stadium is one, but I actually think our supporters are going to love uh, the great sentiments you said about Mercedes-Benz Stadium. How do you call it then? Our stadium or? Yeah, yeah. So, no, you're, you're good. You're good. It, it was beautiful, beautifully said. Yeah. And, uh, no, I, I think, you know, I Frank, cannot thank you enough. Uh, stay safe. Um uh, have a great trip to Orlando. Um, can't wait to watch you guys down there and, and talk to you um, and cover it, you know, uh, as much as we can because we're really excited for it. So, uh, you know, I wish you the best. Like I said, miss, miss seeing you on the day-to-day, -day, but really excited to watch you and the team go to Orlando. And, Darren, I'll let you finish. Thank you so much, Marvin. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, Frank, excited. I mean, Orlando's going to be just go ahead, thanks for coming on. I mean, Orlando's going to be fun. And uh, I think, you know, it's going to be great just for our fans to actually have Atlanta United games to watch again. And we'll have that unusual one at nine o'clock in the morning, which I never thought we'd have a, a game where we'd be kicking well, we off. Play every day at nine o'clock in the morning. So we are used to it right now. Yeah. So. And then the other one, Matt, I was just going to say for our spin-off, our spin-off podcast about darts called On the Hockey. We're going to have to get Frank back for that one when we... Uh, <laughs> we start that one. Well, with my style, there's nothing wrong. But yeah, that's right. my, my preference is uh, triple 19. It's better than triple. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Frank. I really appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate it. And thanks. Thanks. And uh, like I said, good luck in Atlanta. I cannot thank you enough for your time. Okay. You're welcome, thanks, Matt. Mate. See you later, Darren. Bye-bye.